Hey everybody, welcome to Simply Holy Holiday, a practical guide for making the holidays holy days. And I want to say a special welcome back to all of you who have celebrated many holy days with me because this year, 2020, marks the fifth annual Simply Holy season. And I'm so excited that you've come back for one more year. I think it's going to be a great one. Um, I have so much to say because I haven't seen you all in so long. It's just been so long since we've gotten to do this. Um, but so it's kind of a hodgepodge in my brain. So I'm just going to start talking and see what God allows to come out. Okay. I want to start with just the concept of seasons and how God views seasons. Obviously, the creator of our world, the creator of everything seen and unseen, is a fan of seasons. You know, he set the world in motion. He set the planet revolving around the sun and orbiting and, and turning on its axis in such a way that every single day is unique. You know, my um, my husband and I get up and we walk every single day and it's usually at about the same time. Right now it's 7.15. But as we've been walking every day, it's been darker and darker and darker and darker. And I just thought it's so cool the way that God makes every single day new. It's never the same. And then he has these seasons that, you know, we in California, we don't get to really enjoy the full, uh, you know, the full seasonal um, adventure like some of you guys do, not the full range of the seasons. But for those of you that live where you get to see all the seasons um, in their full splendor, you know that God just loves to show off during some of these seasons. I mean, who could, who could match what he does with the fall leaves or, you know, the spring flowers? It's just amazing what he can do. But you can see that God doesn't want us to get stuck in a rut. He likes variety. He likes to change it up. And he's all about the beauty of the seasons. And each season has its purpose. So we know that that's the way that he created the world, but he also created us as human beings to need seasons, seasons of work, seasons of rest. We've talked about this before. We, you know, he created the Sabbath day in order to replenish our bodies physically and spiritually and emotionally. He also created seasons during the year where they were times of just having fun and celebrating and remembering and sometimes repentance and reflection. But he, he, he really, um, set the calendar in such a way that there were two major times of really reflection, introspection, repentance, and renewal. And uh, the biggest time out of the whole Jewish calendar really are the fall festivals. And those of you that have been following me for any, any period of time know that I have been trying to celebrate all the fall festivals for all five years I've been doing Sickly Holy. I just can't. I just can't figure it out in my schedule. It never seems to work out. And always there's something else going on, you know. So, but those are considered the high holy days. And, you know, that um, Rosh Hashanah and um, Yom Kippur and Sukkot, those are huge festivals. And I've gotten to do one here and one there, but never gotten to do the whole thing. But really, it's a time, they, it's such a big time that it's considered the Jewish New Year, even though the Jewish calendar starts in the spring. But it's because it's the spiritual new year. And, you know, the way that God set it out and the commands that he gave were really for a time of fasting and introspection and prayer and just really clearing out everything from your heart. You know, it's just that idea of of really cleaning out everything that's inside. You know, I have these um, neighbors that live across the street that are Jewish, and we were talking um, just the other day uh, on a walk, and she was telling me how every year um, during the fall festivals, their family, they had two kids, this about the same ages as my two older ones, and they would um, have this night where they would all write out anything that they had 
that they had held against each other. Like anything that was yucky in their heart against their mom, their dad, their son, their daughter, whatever, siblings, everything. And they would just kind of write down some things that maybe had hurt their hearts over the past year and things that they wanted to let go. And then they would sit and they would read these to each other and then they would crumple them up, put them in the fireplace and let them go. And I just thought, wow, what a great practice, you know? And so this idea of seasons is really where Simply Holy Holiday comes from. You know, it's not a biblical mandate. You know, the Christian seasons of Lent and Advent, those really didn't come around until mm, the Middle Ages, somewhere in there, maybe as early as 400. But this time, the idea that we need time set aside for specific spiritual practices that is really timeless. I mean, it's been ever since, ever since they were celebrating the Sabbath, you know, um, from Mos the times of Moses and these festivals that God ordained way back then. I think it's for a reason. And I've decided to just sort of, I don't know, make my own, my, my own little season up. And I'm not even sure if that's the right thing to do. I have, for years I've thought, well, maybe I should just do the fall seasons, you know, the fall festivals, because that's what, the way God set it up. Or maybe I should just do Advent because that's the way the Christian church has always traditionally done it. And I keep going back and forth. And then I'm like, well, until I get really clear on that, I'm just going to keep doing the 70 days. So we are here doing the 70 days. Okay, so that's what I wanted to say about seasons. This is a season that is set apart. The thing I will say I do like about this is that we have been given so much by the end of the year. And I think setting aside the end of the year just to give back to God and say thank you and let him do that work in our hearts, I think is just a beautiful thing. So this season is going to be a lot of things. It's going to be a time of contemplation. It's going to be a time of consecration. It's going to be a time of, of refreshing and renewal. It's going to be all of those things. But really where we start is with our contemplation. And I want us to use um, Psalm 32 as our guide just to get started here this year. So um, if you want to turn over there, if you are sitting at your desk and you could do that, or if you're having your quiet time, you can do that. Great. If you are just driving in your car, or if you're putting on your makeup in the bathroom while you get ready for work, it's all good. You can do this however you want to, but I'm going to spend some time reading from there. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about just this idea that, um, you know, God planned for us to be creatures that are always growing, right? We're always growing. We can see this really easy, easily in our kids, of course, because they're growing in sizes and we have to keep buying new clothes. <laughs> but we are meant to keep growing every single year in our hearts, in our spiritual walk. We get deeper with God. We get more, hopefully we grow more mature through the things that are happening to us. I don't know that we always do, but that's the hope. Um, and I was thinking about it in terms of my phone. Okay, so, you know, you have these phones that started with, I don't know what the first iPhone was. Somebody else is going to know what that is. But I can remember distinctly moving up from my iPhone 4 <laughs> to my iPhone 5 to my iPhone 6 to my 7 to my 8 or whatever it was. You know, I don't really even keep up with all the numbers. But I do know that as they as the technology grows they always have a 
a better model. Maybe not, I was gonna say a bigger and better, but sometimes smaller is better. So they have a better model. What they do is they take the things from before that worked and they keep those and then they look at the things that maybe they've gotten a lot of complaints about or didn't seem to work or could have worked better and they make little tweaks on those and then they give you the new model. It's debatable about whether everybody likes the tweaks or not, but that is the intent. And I was thinking about how that is sort of with our our lives, our spiritual lives. God is always trying to take what we have grown in and, and be like, great job, you're doing great, good job. And then he's trying to take those things that are not working and he's trying to tweak those so that we can be more effective for him, so that he can use us in a bigger and better way. And I was thinking about uh, my friend uh, Isis the other day, I think it was I think it was her that said, you know, that, um, she was talking about me and, you know, I was talking about some things that I'm growing in and how I'm changing. And the person I am today is like not even the person of last year who was not the person of five years ago or certainly not the person of 20 years ago. But every single year I seem to be a new model. And I was like, I think, and she said, I think you're like Tracy Minor 5.0. And I was like, I think you're right. And I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, like I'm okay with that. Um, but that is really how God designed us. So what we're gonna do this year is we're going to um, do something just a little bit different as we go through this. And, um, you know, always with Simply Holy, I always try to just uh, sort of pass on what I feel like God is teaching me. And I'm not passing things on trying to say, you need to do this or you should be like me. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I am trying to do is say, oh my goodness, God has is telling me stuff and teaching me stuff and I just wanna push it, I just wanna, I just wanna get it out so that anybody else that can benefit from it will benefit from it. So I sort of just made this choice to live out loud. And you know, I'm not always doing great. I mean, right now in my life, um, the reason I even decided to do Simply Holy this season is because my season, my, my life is in complete upheaval. We are changing ministries. We, um, are, we are moving. So we are saying goodbye to the home, the place we've called home for the past 17 years, and the people we've called family, really, for the past 27 years. And that is really something. Not only that, we're in the middle of escrow. We're hoping that our, our house you know, doesn't fall out of escrow. Maybe it'll be sold in a few weeks um, if everything goes well. We're all living out of one suitcase. You see behind me is not my normal. Usually I have all my books and my little trinkets and everything that's making this such a beautiful landscape. I got a blank wall behind me because you know what? We're just in upheaval. Our house is in upheaval. And uh, sometimes it can feel a little bit chaotic. We're living um, half the week in Orange County because that's the new ministry that we're moving to and um, we've become a part of. So we live there from Thursday to Sunday and we, we live in Sherman Oaks still from like Sunday night to Thursday morning. So it's really crazy trying to make all of this work. But I thought, well, that is the essence of the reason I even started Simply Holy. It's about open-handed living. It's about going, God, what do you have for me today? And I'm gonna live for you today. I'm not gonna worry about tomorrow. I'm not gonna grab for what I think I need. I'm not going to demand that you fix this right now. I'm not going to have a demanding spirit. I'm gonna have an open-handed spirit and I'm gonna believe that wherever you're leading me is where you is 
is better than where I would have led myself. Let's just say that. And so I'm opening my hands and letting you fill them. And so that is the essence of this season altogether. And I thought this, there is no better time for me to film Simply Holy than during this time in my life. You know, something that's been helping me a lot during this chaotic season is I've been implementing some practices that have helped me to really become more aware of the presence of God. You know, we all know that God is here. We know that in our head. We know he is here. We know he is with us. We know he'll never leave us. But getting that knowledge from our head down to our heart and even feeling it in our bones, that's what we need. We need practical things that will help us to actually feel that and get grounded in that. And so those are some of the things that I want to share with you over the next few weeks. And hopefully they'll help you too. Um, you know, I want to give credit though, right here at the beginning, you know, at every, you know, in any season in my life, there's always the Bible is the biggest influence in my life. Um, I, I always try to make the Bible be the standard for my life. And it's the, it's the water that I'm drinking. It's the air that I'm breathing. It's the food that I'm eating. It really is. I live by every word my food is to do the will of my father and to live by every word that comes out of his mouth. That really is the truth. But in addition to the Bible, there's always something that seems to be influencing me. You know, I, you guys know I've gone through many different books and, you know, I get into really, you know, this person and this person. And I just really love learning from other people. And I love hearing how other people digest the word. That's really what it is. I love hearing how the, how scriptures are hitting them and how they're implementing it in their life. And I like to look at somebody who is, you know, who seems to be finding victory and success and fulfillment in some area in which I'm trying to study in my life and you know I just try I try to imitate them as they're imitating Christ so that's kind of how I think about it and there's a couple influences that have been incredibly life-changing for me right now and I'm going to share these with you not to say that you need to go and get these or you have to listen to these or you're going to do that. I just want you to know what has been influencing me and plus I want to give them the credit and not you know no, none of my ideas are new by the way let me just say that my none of my ideas are new if anything my ideas are are mostly ancient ideas okay that have been hashed and rehashed for thousands of years and so you know really anything you're getting from me is just you know sort of regurgitated um, from somebody else or it's just what how the scriptures hit me but there's two things that have been especially helpful right now. One is a book called The Joyful Journey. It's actually a booklet. It's very short. I, I wanted to have it. I ordered it because I have it on my Kindle, but I wanted to order it so you could see how small it is. It's like 90 pages. It's not a lot, but it's basically this practical guide for um, this thing called Emmanuel Journaling. You'll see that I have named this year's Simply Holy Season Emmanuel God is with us. And there is this um, special way of journaling that has been introduced to me called Emmanuel Journaling. And I'm going to talk about that as the weeks go on, but that's the first and, and it's just a huge influence in my life. Um, but the second is a podcast called The Presence Project. And it is 
a therapist by the name of Summer Joy Gross. Now, um, she actually was an Anglican priest at one time, and then she's now she's a therapist, and she does spiritual direction, and she does all this really cool stuff, and she has studied attachment therapy. I'm going to talk about that a lot, but she has her own podcast, and she goes through these spiritual practices and helps you to, every single week, there's a new podcast and she that she puts out and just sort of introduces you to some spiritual practices that you can um, do in your average everyday life. Your your dishwashing, uh, parenting, going to work life. That's what I like to do. I like to be able to have practical ways of implementing things that will help me to draw close to God throughout the day. So I wanted to give credit to those two, you know, those two sources and you can get them or you cannot. It doesn't matter either way. If you like what you're hearing here, maybe those would be supplementary for you and they would help you um, because you might want you might want even more. Um, but where we're going to start this journey really is in contemplation. And I want to start reading in uh Psalm 32, if you'll read with me, along with me, or you can just close your eyes and listen or keep driving, whatever you're doing. Okay, I'm reading in the New Living Translation today. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty and I just want to pause right here and just, I want you to start thinking, just close your eyes for a second and think about a clean conscience. How good it feels to not have one thing in your heart that you're feeling like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that, or I wish I hadn't done it that way, or, you know, I wonder what that person thinks of me, or da 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 you know, all that stuff, all that yucky stuff that clogs us up in our hearts, just getting rid of it. And it feels so good to have a completely clear conscience, doesn't it? And that's what we're actually hoping to start the year 2021 with. Um, the next verse reads, When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all of my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Okay, as we're reading that part, I know that it's very, you know, there's times in our lives where we're actually, you know, like actually living a secret double life. That actually does happen. It happens in the Christian life where we're doing something and we don't want anybody else to know or we're, you know, we're secretly into something that we know we shouldn't be. We're watching something that we shouldn't watch. We're listening to something we shouldn't be listening to. We have a practice that we shouldn't be doing. We have something going on. We have lustful thoughts. We have, you know, um, jealous thoughts. We have it, it, idolatry going on where we are literally bowing down to something else in our mind that does happen and if that is where you are right now I want you to know that it is okay to confess that sin going on but there are other times in our lives where we don't necessarily have something that we're that we know what's going on like I know I know I'm doing the secret or I'm you know um, that we don't really know exactly what it is it could be a combination of things that is just not working we can't figure out why that is such a part of my life as a Christian sometimes it's such a combination and it's so confusing that we can't sort it all out I mean right now is a confusing time guys 
We've got a, a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic going on. I don't want to rehash everything you already know because I don't want to be one of those other voices just with, keeps rehashing. But we remember, we've got a pandemic going on. We've got social injustice going on. We've got an election coming up that is more divided since, I don't know, is this the most divided our country has been since the Civil War? I mean, it feels like it, you know? Um, we've got, you've got your own family things going on. We've got schooling at home going on, which is not even really homeschooling, but distance learning, which is a whole different animal, I'm telling you. And it is just, it can be so confusing. Some of us are working from home. We've never done that before and we love it. And some of us are working from home and we hate it because there's two or three other adults in our home working from home. It is not the easiest thing while two of our kids are doing school. It's not the easiest thing. We can't go out to eat with our girlfriends. We can't go to the movies with, you know, things that we have normally done just to sort of restore <laughs> some sanity into our lives. So there's a lot going on, guys. We may not even be at the place to be able to sort it out, calling it this sin or that sin or that. Some of it isn't even our sin to confess, but we can't even figure out what's me, what's the pandemic, What's them? Was that weird when they said that? What is it? Is What is that post? Am I crazy? There's a lot. Okay, there's a lot to sort through. And on that, I will just say, that is why we need some time. That is why we need this season. We need time set apart to sort through all of that stuff, that stuff in our hearts. And we have the time. Okay, I want to tell you, disciple, the time is there. I know you're feeling like, oh, I have three small children. Yeah, you may not have uninterrupted time, but we have time to spend with God. God will make a way if we seek it. And that's what we are going to be doing for this first, this first part of our season is really thinking that through. Um, if you read the next part, it says, therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. And here comes my one and only, probably of the day, well, maybe it won't be my one and only, but my plea to you to look at this time, you know, Advent is a time where we're supposed to be looking towards the second coming, and we're going to get into that in a, in a while. But, you know, I want us to rightly acknowledge that none of us knows how much time we have left. None of us knows what this season really is about. You know, I've heard a lot of people asking a lot of questions right now. Should we be quarantining or not? Should we be wearing masks or not? Should we be meeting as church fellowships or not? And those are all good questions and they have their place. But the question I want us to focus on right now is, God, what do you want me to do with the time that I have left? And I want us to just sit for one uncomfortable moment, just one minute in the uncomfortable reality that none of us knows how much time we have left. We don't know if we're gonna wake up tomorrow. We, uh, we also don't know when Jesus is going to come back, um, which is the whole point of Advent, which we're gonna get to later. I don't wanna get ahead of myself. But we just need to sit every once in a while with the uncomfortable truth that we are not in control of the universe. We're not even in control of our own lives and that we have a maker and we're going to return to that maker. And what does he want from us right now? 
And so that's where we're going to sit right now. You know, in the past, we've taken these first days of this of the 70 days to sort of give a gift back to God, to sort of make a decision of something that we're going to do differently for the 70 days. Some of us have chosen to, to just have a quiet time every single day, you know, for the next 70 days, because that's something that we maybe struggle with the consistency of that or, or make it as we've made a decision to, we're going to celebrate the Sabbath every weekend for, you know, the, until the end of the year, or we're going to fast on Mondays or, you know, we make these different decisions, giving something back to God, but that's not what I want us to do this year. This year, I want us to start with just this practice of contemplation. And we call this the practice of examine. And there are two ways that we're gonna do this. One is, you know, there is a practice called the daily examine. And that's where you set aside time in the morning and the night to go through some specific questions that help you to examine your life or your day just the day. And I'm going to make a separate podcast or uh, or video for that. And that's something that can you can just listen to that will help you to guide your times for this next week. I just want you to commit to doing the daily examine for the next seven days. But we're also right now going to go through an exercise that is a broader scale examine. It's for the year. And this is the way that we're going to do this. Um, and it's, hopefully it will help you to get in touch with some things that God is wanting you to see right now. So I want you to, um, first you're gonna sit down. If, you, if, you don't, if you're driving or if you're getting ready for your day right now, this may not be the time for you to do it, but maybe you can do it later when you get home or maybe you can just start thinking about it as you're driving. But this first question I want you to answer is this. I want you to think of a time, when is the last time that you just felt like you were so in touch with the presence of God? You could hear his voice clearly, you could see where, you know, you could you could see him in your daily life where he was showing up in your daily life. You felt like you were walking tightly with him. And this could actually be right now in your life and that's fine, but I want you to really think when you could really see the miracles of God happening, you felt like you were right in the middle of his will. Think about that time and really get that image going in your mind. When was it? a certain time period? Was it a certain season? Was it a certain year? Who are you with? What are you doing? What are three words you would use to characterize that time in your life? And I want you to write those things down. So you can just pause this as you, as you fill that out. And the second question I want you to ask is this. We're actually going to work this backwards. What are three words you could you would use to describe your relationship with God right now? And without judgment and without shaming yourself, I want you to step out of yourself just for a minute so you can examine yourself and, and ask yourself, is there a place or a time where I'm finding myself having a hard time hearing God's voice right now? Am I having a hard time seeing where he's working in my daily life? Is there a time where I don't feel his presence with me? And I just want you to take the time to answer these questions, to mull it over and really think about it and ask God to reveal to you what he's trying to get you to see during this time. And once you're done with that, pray this prayer with me, and this, and this way we will end our Simply Holy time together. God, open my mind so I can think the thoughts you want me to think. 
Open my eyes so I can see what you want me to see. Open my ears so I can hear what you want me to hear. Open my heart so that I can start to feel how you want me to feel. God, help me and bless me as I try to examine my life. In Jesus' name, amen. It has been so great to spend this time with you today. I'm so grateful that you decided to go on this journey with me. And I'll leave you with these words from God in Hebrews that says that by one sacrifice, God has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Know that you are loved by God, my friends. I'll see you next time.